Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Stephen Choi, the CEO of Tract Inc., a legal operations software company focused on automating entity management and compliance in corporate legal departments. Hi, Stephen. How are you? Thanks for having me today. I'm fortunate to be chatting with you, and I look forward to this conversation. So tell us about your background and the genesis of Tract. I'm a software engineer by education, but my inclination is uh, towards making life easier for legal professionals at every um, like moment that they actually touch through. I've worked with uh, big tech firms like Google, Uber, where I gained like, valuable experience in software development and technology. But what I learned in these organizations and other startups I have worked with was people from operation, sales, engineering saw legal as a barrier rather than an enabler. But after syncing more closely with the legal function, what I learned was legal staff wanted more operational visibility, but were always retracted because of immediate fires they had to put out and never had time nor the capacity to do strategic work as much as they wanted it. Because every legal organizations are staffed very lean, as you might know. But this really hit me personally at, during the M&A and the closing process of our last organization, where we learned a valuable lesson that like how important having a line of sight and legal statuses were. We had legal issues from contracts to entities to license agreements that were all done through templates, which incurred risks. Later, these legal debt got addressed in our financing round and during the exit and X multiples of what it could have cost if we just spent a little extra in detail with our legal counsel. Hence, we tried to look for solutions, but we just couldn't find a solution out there that ended up taking valuable of our like staff time, my time, and a massive legal bill at the end. And I learned that this was actually very common across all startup and even enterprise organization that we decided to tackle this problem to suffice information to modernize the legal department by co-piloting their work. How does applying technology specifically to entity management impact law department efficiency? Corporate governance is handled very manually today, from filings to renewal. And as a result, what actually happens is 76% of all businesses actually miss filing due to like the actual um, deadline being surpassed, regardless of their size, whether they're like an early stage or a late stage, even enterprise customers. And in fact, um, most of our customers, I have yet seen any of them come to us with a clean slate. Like they're always having some form of issues. And um, there was a Ernst & Young report that was done about a year ago. And actually, they surveyed a bunch of legal counsels and 89% of the legal counsels don't want to deal with these like repetitive administrative tasks because it results in time and cost and time essentially is cost at the end as well. And keeping compliance, as you know, is always like keeping them in good standing is always like a just thing that people require in every jurisdiction that you actually operate. But Every service provider even today does this manually and it causes organizations to miss filings. So there's, there's definitely a gap there. So when you say they do it manually, can you describe actually the process that people are going through when they're not leveraging technology? 
It depends on the size of the organization. Most of the time, it's either the founder themselves doing it, or there's a, somebody in the legal department or a legal operation person in the back office spending anywhere from two hours a week to 20 hours a week, just filing them like manually one by one. And the entity journey actually starts with contracts or financial incentives. And what I mean by that is contracts everywhere you have employees, you need a qualification or an entity. Or everywhere that you do business, you actually have to have an entity structure there as well. So you can imagine these, like the larger the organization is, they'll probably have to create all these org charts manually, try to like track all their corporate governance deadline, and then making sure that all the filings are due on like on time. And it's not easy. Like it's bound to make human error mistakes in that space. So that's what manual corporate like governance and, and management looks like. So beyond automating entity management, what best practices would you suggest that corporate legal teams apply to this process? Legal folks that we've actually spoken with, they share that like clients calendar is key. But when we really digged into it, they're actually wanting this compliance calendar because they just want to like make sure they're ahead of it. However, as we all know, even if there's something on the calendar, you're bound to miss this thing. So although the legal departments are saying like, hey, we want a corporate calendar that actually deals with compliance, what they're actually asking for a lot of times is like, can we fully automate this thing? Like, can I just forget about this whole like structure and just like have somebody else do it is what they say. But if you don't have that automation process, the best practices that we've seen is like, just making sure you get reminded consistently like 15 to 30 days before the actual deadline is due. And then you're just constantly paying them, which, you know, obviously nobody wants to deal with, but that's the best practices that most people who don't miss filings tend to actually apply to their legal workflow process in terms of management. What is the cost of not having an entity in good standing? One of the things is like, um, there's actually three buckets I would settle it down to. You just lose your ability to do business legally in that particular state or country. So what this means is like you can't sell or transfer or exchange like property. You can't close or dissolve your business there, bring action, defend your business in court, maintain the right to use your business name or even retain like tax exempt status in those like particular jurisdiction. Two is like contract validity goes unenforceable at that point. So all the contracts you've done, whether it's employment or business contracts, now just got nullified. And last is like, of course, like nobody wants to pay penalties or late fees, but you could pay upwards of 15000 or if you miss taxes, much more like higher value than that in terms of penalties and late fees. So those are the three things that what could cause and not being in good standing means. An interesting story there is there's this new phenomenon that's actually happening. Just like you might have heard of patent trolling, there's entity trolling that actually occurs. So what happens is like a large enterprise organization or like startups that's very well funded, there's people who go out and purchase revoked entities and then they send a cease and desist letter saying like, hey, you're doing business in with my name in this particular state. So if you want to get your rights back, then you have to buy the entity rights back from me. And if you know how contracts work, unfortunately, because if you lose your entity standing, it means contract is not valid anymore. You have to go back and at the mercy of all your vendors or at the mercy of all your customers, 
you literally have to go and ask them, hey, can I change all my entity name? Or to your employees saying like, hey, we have to re-sign this thing. And that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it's like what they usually do is they just pay the ransom and get the names back. And it's a small amount, 40 to 50K they usually ask for. But this could add up um, over time. And there's this like new controlling mechanism that's going on in this economy. How do you see entity management evolving? So I don't think um, in the world that we live in, in like where AI is starting to like automate like a lot of the workflows. And just for the background, like I used to work in the self-driving car industry as like an AI person. So I understand that space a little bit well and the hype that ChatGPT kind of brings in. This is a really interesting like stage that we live in from a law tech perspective. However, I don't think this is ever going to be able to replace certain functions, such as legal. There's so much hype about it, but knowing self-driving car industry failed, I don't think it's going to penetrate um, it's to the legal industry either. But what I do feel are the workflows that can truly automate and certain workflows that the legal functions deal with, which is very repetitive, very administrative heavy. And one of them, I believe, is the entity management space. So if you look at the phases, how entity management transformed from its genesis till now, we went through the phase of a person picks up a paper and pen and fills all the information, go to the state and actually filing. That was phase one up to probably the 1990s. Now there are multiple vendors that's out there that has kind of like outsourcing power and they have human in the loop. There's like e-filing that's starting to like come arise, which is you enter the information, you provide it to the vendor, still like manual, 50% manual and 50% automation. And that's the human in the loop phase that we currently live in. I do believe in the next five, 10 years, um, entity management should be one of those things that you just don't think about it. It's like, we should know which contracts are valid in which jurisdiction, where the employees are at, because everybody uses an HRI system. Everybody uses a contract lifecycle management system. It's really easy to like detract those information from them and just plug it into like an entity management software. And it just fully automates it where you don't even have to log into a platform. And then you just assume all your entities are in good standing because that's kind of like what entity management essentially is. It's a combination of contracts. It's a combination of where you want to do taxes in terms of like financial benefits you actually got. And then it's just like a repetitive redundancy like filing motion. So our goal is to have our customers and clients as much as possible not log into our system. And that's our success metrics is like the less number of hours they spend on our platform, that means we're getting closer and closer to that automation goal. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Stephen Choi, the CEO of Track, a legal operations software company focused on automating entity management and compliance in corporate legal departments. Stephen, thanks so much. Yeah, no, thanks for having me again. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.